Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. In this episode, joining us today is Holly Fisher, CEO and founder of Fisher Creative, LLC. Holly is an award-winning copywriter and story brand certified guide. Residing in Asheville, North Carolina, Holly assists clients and organizations around the world with creating clear messages and developing effective sales funnels, generating leads, and boosting their bottom line. Holly has received accolades at 2019 Marketer of the Year from Charleston American Marketing Association and is a winner of several Charleston AMA Spark Awards for Marketing Excellence in blogging, event management, and public relations. Hi, Holly. Thanks for being on the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. Yes. Yep. I'm excited to chat with you. I think like copywriting and story brand and storytelling is still so mysterious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it can be. It can be. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you started your business. Absolutely. I actually started my business a little over 10 years ago. So I started doing a lot of content writing, public relations, also social media management. That's when, if you could think back, social media is still new. Right. And so I did a lot of that kind of work and worked most of the time. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina. And so I worked with a ton of local clients and a lot of nonprofit organizations and loved all of that work. And in February of 2018, I decided to go get certified in the story brand marketing framework, which is based on a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it's a seven-part marketing framework that's really based on the power of storytelling and how you can use that to draw your customers and clients into a story, how you can create a marketing story that's really clear and simple for your business. And when I did that, I just was like, gosh, I love this. I loved helping people use the framework to get a lot of clarity around their message. And then once we finish that, we have that foundational core marketing message done. Then I help them write all the copies for their website, for their emails, lead generators. So basically all the words. <laughs> They're all the words. <laughs> I'm doing all the working work, which I love. My first part of my career, I was a journalist and a newspaper reporter. So just asking people about their businesses, getting information from them, and then turning it into something digestible is just filling what I've been doing for my entire professional career. Sure, absolutely. So... When you're saying story brand, tell us a little bit more about what that means. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of the things that are really so key about the story brand framework in particular is, again, it really does draw on the power of story. So elements that make a great movie, a great book, a great TV show, something that's really going to draw us in. A key to the framework is making sure that we are, one, really talking about the problem that our customers or clients are experiencing. So we really have to figure out that problem that they're coming up against and then really talk about that problem so that we can effectively present our business or our product or service as the solution 
to that problem that people are having. And then one of the other big shifts for people sometimes when they're working through this is that we really focus on making sure that the customer is the hero in this story. If you think about any good movie maybe that you've watched, there's one hero and that hero always has a guide. And so our business is coming alongside our customer as the guide who can help them be successful in whatever that is. So it's a little bit of a shift for some businesses who are used to maybe spending a lot of time talking about themselves, just bragging on themselves. Sure. In the case that they have a lot of experience or they won some awards or that they have all sorts of really great accolades. And we sort of shift that a little bit. We can, there's still a place for us to talk about that, but we're really front and center talking about how we're here to help make our customers' lives better. So really putting a focus on them. So those are a couple of key elements that we really focus on in getting that message clear. And part of it too is just simplicity. People are confused. They're not going to do anything. (laughs) So if they come to your website and it's confusing and they really aren't sure what to do, they are not going to spend five, 10 minutes trying to figure it out. They're going off to another website, another business that is going to help them. Yeah, absolutely. What are some maybe shifts that you've seen? Not that this type of marketing or type of writing is new, but what are some ways that you've seen more of the traditional, I want, so I do this, I can help your business with this and this, and then switching to more of, I see you, I hear you, I'm here to work alongside you. What are some kind of shifts that you've seen in those types of languages and types of ways that you maybe use that type of methodology? Sure. Yeah. If you're thinking about the homepage of your website, for example, so a lot of businesses will start out maybe with pictures of themselves, their building, their staff, their team. And sometimes that can be appropriate if you're a personal brand. There's some place to share that. But for a lot of businesses, we want to show the customers. Yeah. Show happy customers. I'm not buying you. you. Yeah. (laughs) Not buying your building. I'm not buying your team. I don't care. I don't care. I want to know how you can make my life better. How you can improve life, my business, my family, my health, whatever it is. How are you going to help me? And so that's really what people are interested in when they're looking for a product or service. They have a problem that needs to be solved. And if the first thing I see is, here's our whole company history. We were founded in 1985 and we've done this and this. I'm starting to tune out because yeah. you're talking about yourself and I'm interested in me. <laughs> yeah. I want to know, are you the business that can solve my problem? And so that can be a big, just a big shift for businesses is thinking, okay, we really got to put the focus in our copy, in our images, in everything that we say. That's on how we're here to help this customer be successful, right? How we're making them the hero in this story versus us. We're the wise yoga (laughs) with all the experience, which is a great place to be. Yeah. We need to talk about that, how we're here to help. Versus really trying to step in and take over that hero role. Yeah, no, it's so true. <laughs> when you were just explaining that, I was like, yep, I'm bored. I don't care anymore. I don't really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's so, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, there's so many of us working service providers, marketing, copyright, like whatever it is. There, there, there are a lot of us out there. And so if we're not capturing them and talking about those pain points and meeting them right where they're at, it's okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Your customers might actually, you might actually have the better like product or service 
Yeah. But people may be leaving to go to your competitors just simply because they understand their messaging. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. Talk to us a little bit more about sales funnels. What are, I remember when I started my business and that was something that I had to learn about. And then I just ended up doing a bunch for clients and things. But something I realized that we haven't really talked about on this podcast is what are sales funnels? What are they used for and how to do an effective one, which that's such a loaded. <laughs> so don't go too deep into that, but tell us a little bit more about sales funnels, who uses sure. them and more information on that. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, your sales funnel is going to start with having a, we always talk about having your one liner. So the answer to the question, what do you do? Having a really good, sort of an elevator pitch, but again, really starting with the problem that you're solving for people. So having that really clear and succinct, having your website set up to actually generate leads is a key part of your sales funnel. And then also having those lead generators or those lead magnets, those things that you are putting on your website or sharing on social media, those freebies, if you will, that people are then getting in exchange for an email address. So then once you have the email address, I'm surprised sometimes at how many businesses are sitting on maybe hundreds or even thousands of email addresses and they do nothing with them. Yeah. They're just hanging out in MailChimp or a spreadsheet or sure. And they have done nothing with those emails. If you're asking about how to do an effective sales funnel, if you, once you collect someone's contact information, you have to do something with it, right? And you to market to them and build and develop that relationship. So it's about creating that lead magnet and then having an email campaign that goes along with that. And then also just having those regular nurturing emails. Yeah. Staying in touch with people on a weekly basis or a couple times a month so that you're staying top of mind and they don't forget about it. Because it's easy. (laughs) Oh my God. We all get like, what, a zillion emails. (laughs) Absolutely. Every day we get tons of messages. We get ads on social media. We're just bombarded, right? And so if you're not landing in the inbox, if you're not staying in touch with people, even if they liked you, even if they bought something from you that you know, was, they had a good experience, they may just forget because they're yeah. just overloaded with other marketing messages. Yeah, absolutely. In your career, tell us a little bit more about a client that you maybe worked with that you were able to come in, change their brand story, and just and they saw a lot of success. Even if it's maybe not necessarily the traditional ROI, but like their life got easier, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that kind of come to mind. One is a client that I've worked with. Probably it's probably been a couple of years ago now, but they did or they do software largely for school districts to help track all of the iPads and Chromebooks and things that the kids get in school these days. Sure. And we went through their messaging, kind of cleaned up their website, really streamlined everything. They had a ton of information on. Their website, it's a little overwhelming, lots of information about the software. And so we really dialed that back and really focused in on that problem that they were solving for their customers and clients. And really the big thing is just trying to get people to schedule a software demo. Yeah. Like you can tell all about the software when you get them on demo. We don't need to put all of that information on the website. We just say, give them a taste of it and then get them to book that demo. And they had some really great success after that. Their business, they usually do, I think it's about 30 new customers every year. And in the first quarter, after we implemented some of these changes, they already had 30 customers. So 
really made a big difference. Just honestly getting rid of a lot of information. Yeah. Amplifying it. Talking about, again, the problem that they were solving for their customers. Mm-hmm. And letting them know what they needed to do to get that, which was schedule a demo. And then I've been working with a, a, a client here recently, very new client who is has a small winery in California. And I see this a lot with folks where they're coming in and they're feeling a little nervous about their marketing. They're a little bit unsure themselves about how they want to talk about the business. And then just going through this process not only helps the business, but can help the business owner just get their own mind clear. Yeah. And then they're feeling better about just the entire marketing process, about the business, they really start to feel good about what they're putting out there because they've gotten some clarity around how they're talking about the business. And so that's always really exciting too, is just to help organizations and help individuals go, okay, great. Now I have a way to talk about my business that feels authentic, but is also reaching the kinds of people that I want to reach. Yeah, absolutely. When you, I think you mentioned you started your business, was it 10 years ago? Yeah, a little over 10 years ago. Tell us a little bit more about making that transition and how that looked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I just fell into it because it was, yeah, I had feel that, uh, which is a lot of people's story. But yeah, one of those things, so I think I'll just do my own thing. I had been working, obviously, like I said, I had been a newspaper reporter and then I had done some work for another marketing agency. And so I think I'm going to just do my own thing and I'll just do a little bit of stuff here and there and whatever. And then suddenly it was like client and then client. And suddenly it just, it started to snowball. And I was like, okay, I think this is like an actual business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just rolled along for a few years as a sole proprietor, very simple. And then a few years in, I was like, okay, I should probably create an LLC and really try to make this like a big girl business. But it's, so that's what I did. And then, like I said, I got certified at Story Brand. And it's just such a, having a business is such an evolution. You're always learning and you're always going, oh man, I wish I had known that 10 years ago, or I wish I had known that then or whatnot. But a lot of it is just learning and, and growing with the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you wish you did know 10 years ago? I think a couple things. One is it's actually okay to take some time off. I'm going to go ahead and give permission to anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, please. Okay. I remember always feeling, oh gosh, clients are going to need me. And there, there is very rarely like a true marketing emergency, right? It just oh, right. Pop, a copywriting emergency. Yeah. Really doesn't happen. So I was like, yeah, they're going to be fine for a few days. And uh, as failed was, he'd be like, oh, hey, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be out. People are like, great, have a good time. But you see when you've been like, oh, okay. Yeah, they take vacation. Right. Like, so it, it was like not unusual. Yeah. With them too here, someone taking a vacation. Like that. And then I think also just really making sure that you're pricing for the value that you're providing, pricing for what your services are really worth. I think especially when we're in these more creative spaces, we have a tendency to underprice our services. We just want to help. We just want to do the work. And right. We want to work with everybody. And you have to be careful that you're just not underpricing. Yeah. So that's something I think I could have learned a, a few years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel there's, at least for me, I feel like I'm now just now getting to the price that I want to be at and maybe some room for growth. But it was for me, at least more, do I even deserve to charge that much? Which was it's so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. silly. I know, but we, I thought the so thing, thing, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, this I can't put this number on it. Puzzle. And then right. you're on there and someone says, Yes, no problem. And you're thinking, man, I should have put more on that. I should <laughs> You're like, wait, I forgot. No. Yeah, I have to zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do. And I think also the I don't know, for lack of a better word, I guess like the echelon or like the different types of people that are in those spaces who can afford different things. Like, yes, providing services, depending on where you're at in your business for different levels of people like your lead magnet or freebies when you're wanting to just genuinely help someone or even at having pro bono services or discounts or whatever feels good in your spirit to do that work. But also you have dreams, you have a, you want to make a living, you want to go on vacation, you want to do all these things. So what really is that cost for you to do that work? And knowing that your knowledge is priceless, but if you have to put a price on that, what does that look like? And then add 10%. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, at least. (laughs) Yeah, 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 whatever that. I heard some advice a couple of years ago that really stuck with me that was not to put our own perceptions on the price. Like we might look at that and think, I don't know, that feels expensive to me. Yeah. But to someone else, they're like, no, that is totally worth. You're saving me some time. You're helping me grow my business. Like I hate writing, like whatever. (laughs) And they're like, worth it. Yeah. And so not to project our ideas about price onto what we're Mm -hmm. Other people. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about where your business is 10 years in, some things that you're shifting or maybe changing if you feel comfortable sharing and where your business is growing and moving. Yeah, sure. So, as I mentioned a few years ago, I'm really, I was very focused in Charleston, South Carolina, where I was living. And once I've shifted to doing more of this messaging and copywriting work and got story brand certified, it really opened up my client base to where I could work with people really all over. Yeah, the country and have worked with folks even internationally as well. And so just continuing to try to grow that. Last year, my family and I relocated to North Carolina. So we went to North Carolina. Just great because again, I can work with people wherever. Yeah. So this year I've really been focusing on trying to spend some time on my own professional development, business development, really trying to work on marketing myself <laughs> too. It's always hard, right? Always so hard. Yeah. We're busy doing everyone else's. And so this year I've really tried to focus more on my own social media and what other things I can offer. Other lead generators for myself, right? Yeah. Things that I can do to provide value. And I love giving away content and giving away information and helping people who then hopefully will turn into clients, but we can always be, we can always be generous with our information. Yeah. This year, really where my focus has been is like, okay, I'm going to try to devote more time to marketing my business, doing the things that I tell everybody else to do them for myself (laughs) and do some more professional development and then continue to grow my business, focusing on more of net messaging, writing more website copy, really getting some of those clients that really value that work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is it's fun and exciting to make some of those transitions or learning something new or even just working on yourself because you can get so bogged into the everyday. So I fill you in <laughs> marketing, marketing yourself. There's like a list of things and I'm like, I need to do this, or I need to do this, or I need to do this. And yeah. much just doesn't happen. So yeah, I joined a, a mastermind group this year. So 
we meet every couple of weeks and that, so that's helping with some of that accountability. And yes. Really trying to stay on top of things and set some goals. And so that's been really valuable, just committing to that time to work on our own business, which we, again, we don't often do that. Right. I'm carving out this time. Yeah. To work on my things and stick yeah. to it. Yes. I love that. I love that. Holly, we're going to move into the speed round of some super fun questions. It's learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, so how do you take care of yourself, mind, body? And Great question. I love to read. So I'm a big reader. So sometimes if I just need to decompress, just give me a mystery. I don't cross it. So that's how I take care of myself physically and also de-stress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just cross it and I like to cook. So that's another way to Staying healthy, but also, again, just decompress a bit. Yeah. And I also have a Bible study that I host at my house every couple of weeks for a group of women. And that just really fills me up and is such a wonderful way to dig into our Bible study, but also just connect with friends. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I recently, not really recently, but I just won the lottery, Holly, and I want to give you a plane ticket. And $10,000. So where are you going and how are you spending the money? Oh, man. I wish that were true. Yeah, I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting. Yeah, I love it. Love it. I'm going to say Spain because I've always wanted to go to Spain. I studied Spanish all through high school and college. I just love that. And I yeah. Love to go to Spain. Awesome. I love that. And then you have $10,000. How are you using it? Oh, $10,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm using that. Oh, that's tough. We just bought a house. So we're going to be moving here soon. And so I'm probably going to use it on furniture. <laughs> great. I love that. <laughs> that is great. That's perfect. Tell us one of your favorite um, like quotes or mantras, either by someone, something that you lived by that really just helps you. Josh, that's a great question. I think for me, it's really trying to make sure that I keep my priorities in line. I really try to stay focused on faith, family, and work because it can be real easy for work to try to sneak into that number one spot. Yeah. And that's just something that I have learned and really tried to focus on over these last few years is making sure that I'm keeping that, those things in priority order. Yeah. Love that. I love that. And then if you had 10 hours back in your week, how would you use that? I'm probably squeeze on some extra workouts. <laughs> I live here in the mountains, so I would do some hiking, really get outside. Yeah. Some more time outdoors with my family, going really? hiking or just being outside. It's so beautiful here in the mountains. I feel like I never get enough outside time. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Holly, if someone's listening and they're like, Holly, please help me with all the things, where can they find you? Yeah, best place is my website, which is Fisher, and that's S-I-S-H-E-R, Fisher-Creative.com. So that's the best place to find, get in touch with me, schedule a free consultation call, and we can just talk about what you have going on in your business and how I can help. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's great chatting yeah. with you. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And thank you everyone for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. 
If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.